Hi, this is Rod Rorick. Welcome back to Dallas, Texas, Rorick Knows Podcast, helping you become a better you. Let's talk about neck contouring, jawline contouring. When do I need what? Or do I need anything? It's such a hot topic now. Uh, and we talk about, wow, Kim Kardashian, look at her neck, look at her jawline. It, you know, it's always about what really happened or what really did, hasn't happened. Is it weight loss? Is it something else? So let's take a little deep dive into your neck, your your uh, jowls, and when do you need what or, or anything? There's so many options today that are far less than surgery. And as a plastic surgeon, I'll tell you, there's a whole array of great things that you can do. But eventually, when you do need a neck lift, and I'm going to talk about it, it's truly the gold standard in, in a face and a neck, because the neck is what people always look at. So let's take it apart. So if you have patients that actually just have a lot of fat in their neck and they're young, like this young woman, of course, the simplest thing to do is liposuction. And this works beautifully. And it works great in patients that are in their 20s or early 30s that just have a lot of fat in their neck, but good skin tone. And you can see that. So liposuction works great in this patient. But often it's it's uh, done in patients that are a little older and it doesn't look good. So, But as you get into an older patient, such as this gentleman, you know, you will see patients that have extra skin, some early jowling, and of course, you need to do other things, energy-based devices that are available today, like radio frequency body contouring, in this case, you know, a face tight and radio frequency tightening of the skin with liposuction. So these are all things that we see. So we begin in what I call the treatment gap patients, you know, where Early on, you can refine the jawline with, with fillers. And then as we age, you can do liposuction and radiofrequency skin tightening. But you know, the bottom line is only 15% of patients really want to proceed with surgery. They all want to get a better looking neck, but very few do. So, so but if you have true jowls and true jowling where you have you know your jowls and then you have neck, the only correction for that is truly a facelift. I mean, it is a facelift, and that's, you know, obviously a procedure that actually is undertaken, takes several hours, and it's done with a face and a neck, and you you can reshape the jawline and the neck, and you can see in this patient that had a, a significant lipodystrophy for neck, where we not only did her facelift, but we also refined her neck and jawline, and really gave her a neck that looks great and is long-lasting. And that's really kind of the end result. And and in some patients like this that are a little younger, but still, if they have extra skin, it's hard to do anything but a skin tightening and deep muscle layer tightening type of lift, where you're lifting the deep layers and then you're removing and redraping the skin on top of it. You know, much like you're making your bed, you do the deep layers and then you do the refreshing. And I think when you look at patients, you always look at their jawline and what do you? What is above the jawline? Well, in front of it is the masseter, and above it, and then in front of it is the buccal fat pad, the famous buccal fat pad that probably shouldn't be removed in most patients. And then below it is the neck. So let's just take a look at that. You know, what's above the jawline and what's below the jawline. So when you look at um, the jawline and what's above it, and really in the back is the masseter. And this is a strong muscle that you can actually 
now non-surgically affect and actually make better. And that's with Botox. And you can certainly do that, as you can see in this young woman, where you can actually take a neuromodulator like Botox and inject this muscle and actually make it smaller and shrink it down. And that will help give more definition to the back part of your, of your jawline. And it works beautifully in this area. And I think that's really what you want to do. And, and then in these types of patients, you know, you're going to see that in that jawline, you're going to have it refined. Now, in the famous buckle fat arena where people talk about what, when, when should you remove buckle fat, it's only in this area. And that's above the jawline. And only in patients where it's really puffing out when they talk is when buckle fat should be removed. And you can see in this gentleman where we've taken fat out of the buckle area and he's given some nice contour in that area. That's really a nice indication. It gives him a nicer jawline and actually makes his neck look better too. And, and you can see that in this patient that had a combination of the buckle fat with masseter reduction. And you can see that works beautifully well. So when you go and then you go to the, to the mandibular border, it's really, really important to understand that you can really camouflage and enhance the jawline with a filler. You can do it with fat. In this case, this was done with calcium hydroxyapatite, where you're actually injecting this filler along the jawline and you're getting a nice mandibular border. And it looks beautiful. You can really enhance this and very nicely shape it. And here she is preoperatively. And then here she is actually um, after her rhinoplasty with her jawline enhancement, you can really get a nice shape and contour in these patients. And this is, you know, the jawline contouring can be done in the office. And that's really an, also another way to do that where you can get enhancement of the jawline with, with modified fillers or fat in these areas. And that works beautifully as well. So, so what else can you do now as you get older, obviously, once you start getting jowls, that's when you have to kind of stop doing liposuction. Uh, and then you have to also consider radiofrequency skin tightening. And so in these patients, as I showed at the beginning, this is a young patient, significant lipodystrophy of her, of her face, but she's young. She's got no skin laxity. She works beautifully well with liposuction. In contrast to this male that's got a little bit of jowling, obviously not ready for a facelift, you can add radiofrequency energy tightening and you can tighten that and that works well as well. And, and that's really done with the bimodal radiofrequency skin tightening. And that is where you basically heat up the skin deep and, it's, and it, you actually melt the fat and it tightens those dermal ligaments that all go away from the dermis to the, to the uh, deep fascia. And it really works beautifully in this, in this area. And this is called face tight. It's a radiofrequency skin tightening. And it's a very safe way to do neck contouring and body contouring, but in the neck, it works beautifully. And then you combine that with radiofrequency microneedling, and it's very, uh, very well known today. It's called Morpheus, and it really acts at the superficial part. So you got the Morpheus act acting superficial, and then you've got the face tight deep. And then you can get some pretty amazing shaping and contour results, as you can see in this patient. So this really has been a game changer in patients in the past, which you'd have had to do a facelift or a neck lift. And, and so these are the types of patients that really, really look really pretty amazing when you do that. So 
Radio frequency skin uh, tightening with microneedling with face tight is is really been a game changer, and it even helps in these patients that really I think need a facelift. But if they don't want a facelift, which is so commonly seen in, in patients, you can get an improvement. And even in patients that have had previous facelift surgery that still have some residual uh, skin laxity or that get laxity after their facelift, you can do that. But in patients like this. Of course, you have to do real surgery. And in this case, it's lifting the SMAS, the deep SMAS layer. And obviously, there's many different ways of doing the deep layer SMAS. But in this case, you're really using the power of your mid-face to lift up and, and help correct the border, the jawline, and also the neck. And, and the, the face and neck lift go together. So when you are looking at an aging patient, you can't just do the neck alone. It doesn't usually look good, especially if they have jowls. So you're combining the power of the facelift with the neck lift. And you can see that in a patient like this where you can actually really reshape and restore the neck and the face simultaneously. And that's really gives you that beautiful jawline that you want. And this is a combination of a smasectomy, a deep layer smas lift with a neck lift to really reshape that. And then if you really want to address the entire problem of the neck, you have to do the bands. And you can see in this woman, she's got autismal bands. And what you'll see is you have to address those with a small little incision below the neck, along with her face and neck lift. And you can really affect a powerful change. So this is shown diagrammatically where you're really tightening the deep layer of the patisma. And that's the that's subcutaneous muscle of the neck. And then you're tightening it uh, out on the outer aspect with a platysmal window. And you can really, in a powerful way, correct the lower face and neck. And you can correct that jowl that you see here and give her a nice, natural-looking neck. And that's really what you want to do. And I think the most important thing to do is it's got to look natural. It can't look like it's overdone or windswept. We call it that the Hollywood overdone windswept look. It's got to look natural. It's got to look rejuvenated. As this lady, uh, you know, you take you take the clock and you turn it back 10, 15 years. And I think that's the beauty of of combining your lower face with a neck lift. And really, that's that's really done, you know, in one operation. And then in the patients that really need more, like in this lady I've shown previously, you also have to remove the fat. So you're doing the skin, you're doing the muscle reshaping, and then you have to remove the deep layers and the fat. And some of those are above and below the muscle. So these are very complicated procedures. And these obviously procedures that require up to 10 or 14 days recovery. And we see this often also in the massive weight loss patient where you, you actually see patients that have had previous um, uh, weight loss, and then they undergo uh, uh, not only body contouring, but also face and neck lift surgery. And these are patients that really, really uh, look outstanding. So what have we learned from this? What have we learned from this? And, and we've learned that understanding how humans age is really critical because we lose our soft tissue and our hard tissue in our face and our body. And I think that's really important. Hence the genesis of what I call the lift and fill facelift. And I always talk about the lift and fill facelift in the central face, where you're filling the central face with selective fat, and then you're lifting the, the, the deep layers of the face, but also of the neck. And the goal is to give you a natural look. 
you know, that natural look of the face, the eyes, and then the lips, and then also of the neck. And I think you can't separate in the aging face, the neck and the face. They have to be done together. So in, in a patient like this, where you're actually rejuvenating the lower face, you're giving her a beautiful jawline, all of that is done in harmony with the face and neck done together. And, and of course, you can do that in patients, again, with massive weight loss, as this beautiful woman demonstrated. She lost 140 pounds. And then we did a lift and fill facelift along with her neck lift. We added central facial fat very discreetly. We, we actually then gave her a new rejuvenative yet normal look, but looks more youthful. And, and really, it's been an amazing transformation in these patients that have lost a lot of weight because in these patients, you have to lift and fill and reshape the neck and the contour of the jawline. So that's really the take-home message is that it's the entire package. You have to analyze everybody's face individually and assess what degree of aging they have. Do they just need liposuction? Do they need something like radiofrequency skin tightening? Or do they need something more, like a, a neck lift or a, or a true face and neck lift? And I think when you take this all apart, you can then analyze it and then put it all together, as you see in this lady, where you're doing your face, your eyes, your cheeks, your neck, all at once. And that's called the beauty of facial harmony. And when you harmonize a face, you have a beautiful, youthful face. And that's really what you want in facial rejuvenation surgery. You want harmony. You don't want disharmony because... You know, as plastic surgeons, we're in the face protection, not witness protection program. And so our goal is to make sure our patients look as good as they feel, but they also don't look distorted or, or weird. So I would say the best thing to do is find a board-certified plastic surgeon or a facial plastic surgeon that really, really understands the science of aging, who's a true expert in facial rejuvenation. And also that can offer you the whole gamut and array from fillers and neuromodulators to surgery from uh, liposuction, the radiofrequency technology that's the state of the art. Then if more is needed, then you can also go to these more advanced plastic surgery facelift procedures, the deeper plane type of facelifts, the lift and fill facelift, and then doing selective fat augmentation. And I think if you put all of those together, then you will have a natural looking face, a harmony of the facial features from the eyes to the face and the neck. And I think that's a take home lesson. So I think the most important thing is, you know, know before you go. There's a lot of things you can do in your entire life to say looking as good as you feel from, from the youthful things we talked about, you know, liposuction or even the use of Kybella to radio frequency contouring to things like minimally invasive face tight or Morpheus. And then obviously really the gold standard is the surgical contouring of the, of the face and neck lift and isolated neck lifts can be done, but I find them to be very infrequent in my experience, except in males and in patients that really don't want to have uh, the incisions on, uh, on the latter part of their face, but it is a certain part uh, a component that can be used in selected patients. So, Know before you go, find a surgeon that really is an expert in, in facial rejuvenation. And then make sure that when you do do this, you know, do it, do your homework. 
and make sure it's in a safe environment with somebody that actually you trust and that can manage you throughout your whole aging process. So if you have any questions or comments, make sure you drop me a note and let me know what you'd like to hear about and answer any questions you may have about your neck, your contouring. And remember, the goal of my podcast is always to help you become and make you a better you. So stay tuned, and we look forward to seeing you at our next Roark Knows podcast.